0: to how to support and use your hormonal cycle to live a more vibrant life in the flow, even post-menopause. Welcome to today's Menomini. Everybody doing today? Denise Wellick-Peterson, creator of the Use Your Cycle Method, host of the Menopause Project here. And the next few days, I just want to Go back over some of the big rocks of perimenopause and menopause and improving your health, whether that be for better sleep, weight loss, better libido, fewer hot flashes, less brain fog, whatever you are looking to improve. I want to cover some of the big rocks this week that we can look at there. And I left my notes over there while I was trying to do my setup that we can really affect, right? Because in this time of life, you know, perimenopause starts somewhere in your early 40s, sometimes in your late 30s, right? And goes all the way up through menopause, which in the U.S. happens around the age of 51, right? So what are some of of the big rocks that we can help to to lessen our symptoms, to control our symptoms, to control some of the um, very stereotypical perimenopause hormone imbalance issues, right? Because, and, and I wanna talk about these big rocks because so often people come to me and they wanna talk about the medium rocks and even the little rocks and the pebbles and the sand. They wanna talk about the supplements. They wanna talk about the the, all of the little things, right? Like I want to talk about the type of exercises. I want to talk about the timing of my meals. I want to talk about all these little things before they've really got the big rocks under control. And if you don't have the big rocks under control, the little rocks just don't make that big a difference, right? I mean, I totally get the whole, it's the grain of sand in your shoe that's going to drive you nuts. I get that. But if you don't, If you can't get over the big rocks, the little sand, isn't. you're not going to get very far, right? The the sand in your shoe isn't going to become an issue because you haven't been able to get over the big rocks. So we're going to talk about the big rocks. We're going to talk about food. We're going to talk about exercise. We're going to talk about stress. Those are the three big, huge, monster rocks. Okay? And you can apply these to any age and stage but they become more and more important the closer you get to menopause and beyond, okay? So today we're going to talk about the big rock of food. Food is a big rock, right? And a lot of times when I start talking to women about what they're eating and the food, I start getting some pushback as far as Um, I'm not willing to give up this. I'm not willing to give up that. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I've spent my whole life tracking my food. I don't want to track my food. Um, Just, and it's, it's almost like, uh, if I tell them they're going to do it, then screw you, Denise. I'm not going to do it because F you, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. And I feel like we need to address that just a smidge here as women because we have spent so much of our life trying to control our bodies, trying to make our bodies smaller, trying to make ourselves fit into this stereotypical um, version of a woman, a this feminine version, this um, what my man wants to see version. I hate saying that, but right? I mean... It starts when we're teenagers, right? And we want to look cute and whatever. And we can't be too big. We don't want to be made fun of. Um, and then after, as we're getting ready to have babies, after we have babies, we, we got to lose that baby fat right away. Our body just went through a major thing, right? Um, and we go through these ages and stages where we're always trying to change where we're at. So if you want to change your physical for you, cool. I'm all for that if it makes your headspace better. Cool. Awesome. Wonderful. However, if you just want to feel better, you just want to be able to lay down in bed and go to dang sleep, right? Um, You want to remember the words. You want to try and get rid of some of these symptoms that make you uncomfortable, then Here's what I'm here for, okay? So, today, the big rocks of food. When I start with a user cycle method client, we gotta start with the big stuff, right? It does not matter where you are in your cycle, if you've had a cycle for three months or not, it doesn't matter. None of the little rocks matter until you get the big rocks under control, right? Because, well, seed cycling is a protocol in the user cycle method. It's a very gentle protocol and it works much better when you're doing the big rocks, okay? So if you don't even wanna address the big rocks, seed cycling, I mean, it's nice, nothing wrong with eating sunflower seeds and pumpkin seeds, they've got some great minerals in them, but you're not going to get as big of a boost from them if you're not willing to do some of the other stuff. Now, another big thing that I talk about with my clients is that first and foremost, I want to add a lot of the good stuff in before I start telling you some of the things I'd like you to take out. Okay. Because like I said earlier, when I start telling you, um, I don't want you to do X, Y, and Z, and I'm not even gonna tell you what X, Y, and Z are because it doesn't matter. Right. But when I start saying, take out X, Y, and Z, red flags are thrown up. i I'm, People start chucking at me, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, I don't care. Okay, cool. Keep doing all of the things you're doing. And can we please try to add this, that, and the other thing? Okay, so that's what I want to talk about today. Three things that you can add right now and start practicing right now that are going to help you to sleep better that are going to help you to feel better that are going to help your brain stay on task longer that are going to help you um, with your libido okay so first and foremost women do not eat enough protein as we get older we just we don't okay having been a personal trainer in the gym, face-to-face with women for years and years and years, 20 of them to be exact, right? Whenever I would ask women, well, how much protein do you eat? And they'd say, oh, plenty. I eat lots of protein. I eat lots of protein. And I'd really nail them down. I want to know exactly what are you eating? I want to know exactly what you're eating. And and they would, well, I eat this and, you know, I drink eight to six, eight to ten glasses of water a day. I have protein at every meal. I have my vegetables. I eat my fruit. I have my dairy. I said, no, I don't want to know what the magazines have been telling you you need to eat. I want to know what you had for breakfast this morning. Right? And is that stereotypical? Right? I want to know what you had for lunch. I want to know what you had for supper last night. And is that stereotypical? What have you had for supper the last four nights? Because so frequently we've been so indoctrinated with this is what you should be eating. This is what's regurgitated back up. But when I go, what did you eat though? Then it's a different story. And I think the first thing we need to be clear on is what we had hoped we'd eaten, thought we ate, um, you know, it doesn't matter as much as what actually got eaten. Okay? So, what was for supper? Anyway, I'd go through this question. What was for breakfast? What was for lunch? What was for supper? And in my head, I mean I got twenty years experience. You tell me you had an egg, I go six grams of protein. You tell me you had a hamburger, I'm gonna tell you twenty-four. You tell me you had a chicken, I'm gonna tell you twenty-four, thirty-four, whatever it is. Okay? I'm gonna tell I'm 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 like doing the math in my head, right? And so many women come up around 75 to 80 grams of protein a day. Just kind of like that's that's how they've structured their life, right? They've never really put too much thought into grams of protein and, and they come up at 75 or 80. I'm like, that's awesome. And the average woman needs to get about 100 to 125 grams of protein. And the, average woman in menopause and perimenopause so the older you get the more important protein is you need to be getting 125 to 150 grams of protein a day scientifically proven menopausal women need more protein pound for pound than 18 year old men now if you're a 100 pound woman and you're comparing yourself to a 200 pound man that's not eating exactly the same thing okay so 125 to 150 grams of protein a day preferably from real food most of it I'm not saying I eat 150 grams of steak a day. I do have at least one protein shake a day, sometimes two depending on my schedule, okay? So I'm not poo-pooing protein shakes at all, right? I'm poo-pooing 150 grams of protein shakes. That's not necessarily where we wanna go, okay? So part of the reason menopausal women need more is that our ability to process protein reduced so we need to eat a little bit more so that we actually absorb everything we need Um, and we need to make it the focal point of our meals it needs to be eaten first so that we get it right so imagine this you're having steak potatoes and green beans perfect lovely meal lovely meal you've got a nice 30 gram, gram piece of meat. You've got a big, big scoop of green beans, half a baked potato, something like that, right? You've got your your vegetables, you've got your protein, you've got a little bonus carb. Cool. But you start with your potato. And you know, most of us on our potato will put sour cream and butter and salt. And maybe you put cheese and maybe you put onions and maybe you, you load it up and after you get done with that baked potato, you're like, I don't really like green beans. Oh, I'm gonna skip those. And then oh, by the time you start eating that steak, you're like, oh, this is way too much steak. I just can't eat this. And you eat about half of it. meh, huh. nah. well. Now in three days, you're gonna say, why well, it's steak, green beans, and potatoes. And I'm gonna go, that sounds great. You're not gonna tell me you ate half the steak Very little of the green beans, but you ate all the potato, right? That's just kind of how our mind works, right? So we need to eat the protein first. One, so we get the protein. But two, because that potato is going to create a different insulin response than that steak, right? The steak is not going to create an insulin response. And the reason an insulin response is important is because when your insulin goes up, everything gets stored as fat everything gets stored. That's insulin's job. To make sure that when our blood sugar goes up, our insulin goes up, insulin's job is to bring the blood sugar down by storing everything as fat, okay? So if we eat the protein first, we don't have that insulin spike. We don't have a sugar spike, we don't have an insulin spike, and everything does not get stored as fat. This is important, okay? Once you have eaten your steak, at the very least, got a really good chunk of it eaten. Start eating your green beans. Okay? Vegetables. I'm going to backtrack and come back to start why you eat your vegetables next. Vegetables contain fiber. Fiber is amazing. Fiber helps. My grandma always used to say, it, it's Mother Nature's little whisk broom, right? Celery. But fiber. Fiber in general. Mother Nature's little whisk broom. It helps push everything out. It keeps you from being constipated. It keeps your body from reabsorbing the toxins because it pushes the toxins out, right? Whether the toxins are coming in the form of, of excess estrogen, excess sugar, um, fluoride in your toothpaste, aluminum in your deodorant, right? Um, the air you breathe, maybe you sit behind a diesel truck on your way to work every day and you suck, right? All of these toxins, they need to be pushed out of your system and that's the job of fiber outside of getting all the vitamins and minerals and other yummy things that you need from vegetables. That's the biggest reason you need vegetables, plus fills you up faster than say a baked potato. Okay, that's not saying baked potatoes don't have fiber, but for my reason here, okay? So we wanna start by eating our protein so we get our, start eating your steak so you get our protein, right? Secondly, you want to start eating your vegetable, your fibrous vegetable, so that it pushes the toxins through and helps fill you up even more. So that by the time you get to that potato, one, you don't feel like loading it up Two, a half of potatoes actually feels like a decent amount. Because you've already eaten your steak, you've already eaten your vegetable, and you're eating your potato for energy. Okay? So, the three biggest things that you want to start focusing on is your protein, your fibrous vegetables, and then water. We gotta drink our water, right? Eight to 10 glasses of water a day. I'm not gonna lie. By the time I was in my 15th year of personal training when people would say, I drink eight to 10 glasses of water a day, and go, and how do you track that eight to 10 glasses of water a day? What size is your glass? Have you ever measured the ounces in your glass? right? I'd get real frustrated. I'm like, no, tell me exactly, like, when, when did you have water today? Right? And if they're sitting in front of me and they've been up for six hours and they're like, well, I had a couple swigs of water with my vitamins this morning and I had coffee and then I had soda and then I, yeah, I call bullshit. You haven't had water yet today, right? Like they literally haven't had the water that they're telling themselves they've had. So whether that's getting a big glass, whether that's getting a little glass, whether that's getting you that one of the mega jugs that says hydrate, drink, 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 whatever. I don't care. But you need to know how much you're drinking and you need to be getting the same number of ounces as you weigh, right? You weigh 100 pounds, drink 100 ounces. I take that back as a number half as much, right? So you weigh 200 pounds, that's 100 ounces. Minimum, minimum, right? Those are the three things that are most important in the food. Those are your big rocks of the big rock of food, okay? So today we talked about the big rock of your food in the user cycle method and starting to balance your hormones through perimenopause and menopause. So the three big rocks are food, exercise, and stress reduction, and the big rocks of food are protein, vegetables, water, okay? 125 to 150 grams of protein every single day vegetables. You want a number? Cool. Eight cups, one pound. That's your number. Those tend to freak people out. Let's just get vegetables on the plate at every single meal. Don't tell me you can't do it in breakfast. I know you've had an omelet before in your life. And quite honestly, at some point you just go, why does it have to be in an omelet? I'll just eat the vegetables, right? Quite frequently, my breakfast includes steak and green beans. It doesn't matter. Like get yourself out of that. But if you gotta, then do it in a quiche. Vegetable heavy quiche, vegetable heavy omelette. I don't care. Get the vegetables in. Side note important, important, keep listening here for two more seconds. If you look at the food that you are currently eating and you actually do the math and you plug in what you for real are eating and you discover you've actually been getting only 50 grams, 75 grams of protein a day and like a half a cup of vegetables. Do not make today the day that you get 150 grams of protein and eight cups of vegetables. Today is not the day. But maybe today you can get five more grams of protein and a little bit more vegetable. I usually give my clients about two weeks, depending on where they're starting with their protein and their vegetables, how many grams, to start easing it in, okay? Because if you're eating 50 grams of protein currently and jump it to 125, your body is not making the digestive enzymes to deal with that much protein. But if you ease it up a little bit and a little bit more 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 until you get there, your body can go, oh, we're eating more protein now? We've got to make more digestive enzymes to deal with that. And it starts dealing with it better. Same with with vegetables. If you've not been making your body Work that fiber, those muscles in your colon and in your um, mm-hmm. intestines, they're, they're like, what the hell? We haven't had to work this. It's like going to the gym and you haven't gone to the gym in 20 years and like banging out what you did in high school, if you did any in high school, right? Your body doesn't know what to do with it. It's going to be really sore for a few days. You're going to be so constipated. You're going to be so uncomfortable. So don't do it all at once. Please don't do it all at once. Okay. So you're going to start working toward those numbers, okay? So this is a little mini series. So we're going to talk about exercise and stress over the next few days. So that if you know, if if you're not the person, um, you know, some women want to talk about food first and they want to get their food under control. Other women have been avid gym goers and can't figure out why their workouts aren't working anymore. We're going to talk about that next, okay? So stay tuned. Check back. Um, the next podcast, the next YouTube video, the next live, whatever. It's going to be either food or stress, whatever. Tomorrow. All right. Y'all have a fantastic day and I will chat with you another time. Recording. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Thanks for listening. It would mean a ton to me if you left a review or passed this podcast on to your best gal pals. And hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you have any questions, be sure you join the Menopause Project on Facebook. Until next time.